in a vast landscape full of adventurers. You are now listening to the world of Chaotic Amateurs. Welcome to Chaotic Amateurs, the internet's number one D&D 5e play podcast. I'm your host, DM Alex, and with me I have... Oh, Dash is Thragus! Bentley Michaels is Raphirian Nightmeadow. Red is Arthur. Caleb is Corey Telbrun. And Milo is Bull. And last we left our adventurers, they had just began their trek from the Tower of Chaos camping underneath a nice uh, rock, checking on their prisoners and heading out for the next day. They have stumbled across some sort of silvery ruin. Let the adventure begin. All right. If you guys don't remember, the horses have broken apart to this, this fragile clay shell that was encompassing a uh, old ruin that seems similarly made to the, the tower you were just at. Uh, same kind of stonework and runic markings on it. It's these three uh, like claws that come up to a center and underneath them is a small like uh, platform. This seems worth investigating. We ignore and it and go around it. On the, on, on, on the side of it you see that, that oddly leaf-shaped uh, kind of cage cocoon thing. Uh, Crag. Uh, where yeah. are we? Uh, we're about we're about here. I, I, I can't tell you really where we are. I can tell you where we are in reference to something. Weren't uh, we weren't we on our way back to see Tiernan? Uh, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go back to the outpost, yeah. It seems... did, did you not go the same way that we came? No, uh, no. I think this is going to get there faster. It's still it's tough to navigate this uh, terrain. There is so, just curves and stuff everywhere. Maybe we shouldn't take shortcuts. How, well, how about we that? Really turned around too when we were trying to get to the the t- Tower of Chaos. So does anyone have a sense. map? Hmm. I mean, I've I've got I'm... some notes, but they're not worth anything now. Oh wait, I remember. I have this really cool topographic map that pulls up on a disc. Oh, perfect. <laughs> pull it up. <laughs> you pull that out and you see pull it out. kind of this, this five to ten mile area around uh, where you guys are. And you kind of take a look and it's all these kind of hills and curves in the pathways. And now that you've gotten out this far and you're seeing kind of from above, you see that a lot of these curves just curve in onto themselves. And if you don't take the right kind of path, you are just going to get lost in circles. Um, you do notice that there are some paths that diverge from here. Uh, if you want to use this to continue, I need an investigation check on this, and Crag will roll a survival. Got it. Do you want to do the investigation? Uh, I'll give myself guidance. Scory? Yeah. 
You want to give Greg guidance? Uh, yeah, I would love to. It'd be just easier if you had two characters, Milo. <laughs> I got a 20. Uh, yeah, using this, you guys can find an easy way to kind of get through some of this terrain. There are these, you, you notice kind of every few miles, there's these little hooks that go in, and you find this first one, and it goes down underneath what you thought was a hill, but it has been carved out. And you go underneath, and it's just a secret little passageway, and you are on a whole different terrain and it is this this kind of flat uh desert with odd scrub trees ever so often um it looks like this is very useful in finding the path uh you spend the day uh the rest of the day um trying to find a campsite uh and you make camp no i wanted to investigate that place I wasn't ready to leave. Well, why'd you make the investigation check on this thing, then? Well, because you said to just investigate it. I didn't want to leave. I said to, to use this to move forward. Well, I, I okay, was thinking, so let's, like, okay, if we were going to leave, sorry, then. I wasn't that. clear. Uh, you can find a path with those checks. Yeah, if that's you'd like to investigate this place, tell me what you do. I want to investigate the like platform area. Okay. Um, yeah, you go up to it. There's a small, about eight foot wide platform. Um, you look up. There's. It's about ten or twelve feet above you. Is the the points of these uh, uh, stone kind of claws? Um, taking a look around, it seems fairly bare. I'll pull out my jug of that silvery liquid, and I'll kind of pour out. I don't like a liter of it like a good amount where at in the center of the platform and see what it does gotcha riff so is yeah, going to be sketching this that. place <clears throat> sorry riff is going to be sketch riff is going to be sketching this place in her book where she's been doing all the etchings and stuff perfect yeah easy enough you grab a couple etchings from here and yep. you like see that like they're the same as some of the ones you have you're beginning to pick up on some of those repeating patterns okay um, ball as you kind of pour that liquid and it falls down it falls and then kind of ebbs back up and just stays kind of hovering about three feet up in a in a like this uh, ball this little orb of liquid just uh, just pulsating a little bit uh, guys I think we might have something of interest here uh this seems to be very similar to what we experienced at the Tower of Chaos. Uh, this liquid definitely has a reaction uh, in this area, specifically. Um, can I can I get on the platform? Yeah, yeah, it's about eight foot wide, and now there's this kind of silvery liquid floating in the middle of it. Okay, I, I want to climb up. Yeah, it's it's not like a tall platform or anything. It's, you know, about six inches from the desert floor. Some of the sand is kind of um, shifted um, over one side of it. But I'm not floating now like the liquid? No, uh-uh. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to push the liquid back over the ball. You kind of put your hand through it, and your hand goes through, but it stays oh. there. And you feel this kind of tingle in the center, like this kind of vibration. Oh, um, sensation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, <clears throat> and then uh, I'm just going to take a look up, and if if I don't see anything, I'm hopping down. All right. Uh, yeah, no, it's just open sky. Um, they, not much to see. Uh, okay, can I investigate the... Uh, what You said there's a cage-like structure? Yeah, yeah, you go over that. It's uh, about 10 or so feet from one of these the bases of these claws. Uh, it is... Um, about eight, ten feet long, about four feet wide. Uh, go ahead and give me an investigation check as you're as you're taking a look at at it. Um, it's all these long, curved silver bits of metal that make it up. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Um, you you notice that there's more intricate metal work on the inside, uh, and as you're kind of like pushing it and turning it and trying to orient it in what you think is the right way up like you get it set and like you're pulling on something and it opens up on a hinge and there's a cavity inside and you could swear there's a it's a seat there's a seat inside what is that sound oh sorry it's at my windows open and oh okay okay going outside i'm trying gotcha. to mute in between me talking no worries uh, i was just it was yeah messing me up. that's what it is um yeah, you look you look inside and it's this like seat. Like like the legs would go forward quite a ways, but you do see like on the left and the right there's like these armrests and a like a bucket seat in there. But it's made of that same silvery metal. Uh can I can I take a seat in it? Yeah, yeah. You're a little big for it it seems. Um like bulk wise, but the height is fine. Uh you can kind of like you, you get a sense for the hinge. You could pull it down and it would probably lock down on you. Um, not lock, but close down on mm-hmm. you. Okay. Um, yeah. No, you can easily get into it comfortably. Uh, do I see anything inside of here? Uh, anything else that would. I don't know. Um, there's some it, other. Does it seem like a prison cell or. No, not it. it doesn't give that vibe. Um, Are we about to send Wolf into space? It yeah, seems the, like a mech suit to me, like yeah. a giant mech suit. Right. Yeah. It's, is it's Wolf about to get a say. mech suit? Gundam, dude. <laughs> is this my Gundam? The purpose of this would be. Or if you're a Pacific Rim fan, my Jaeger. <laughs> or Front Mission from Squaresoft, bro. They were also called it's, Jaegers. Uh, it's your Ava. Up. Oh no, they were Wanzers. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, get out of here, dude. You don't know your max. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with the, with the way it is, it's tough to discern what, if anything, this thing this does. So um, there's no like lever inside, or nothing looks like it can pull other than the hatch. You you find some things, and they have a little bit of give to them. Um, some like small bits of metal that move back and forth, but they seem to kind of. Uh, resist that movement. Well, this is boring. And I get out and I walk away forever. All right. Mm. <laughs> My interest has peaked. Caleb's interest has peaked. I, I want to yeah. go ahead and check underneath <laughs> the platform. I'll leave the liquid there uh, for now. Okay. Um, yeah. You just want to take a look at the base of the platform? Yeah. What do I see down there? 
Uh, it's just this smooth stone with a kind of spiral of runic designs that come out. Uh, as you as you kind of look at it, it looks like there's three specific spirals that are all intertwined. Is there any kind of pattern or anything that kind of like points a specific direction that I can kind of uh, recognize or see? Give me an investigation check. Got it. Seventeen. Seventeen. Um, you definitely you start to pick up on a couple of patterns uh, where some of these uh, same markings are similar next to each other. You see that there's um, a set of five of those kind of in the center and a set of seven of them just outside of that and a set of 13 just outside of that. Uh, hey, Riff, Riff, come down here. You're, you're into this weird patterns and magic stuff uh i'm kind of seeing an interesting pattern what do you think i don't know what do i think so yeah you kind of show them the same things that you're seeing you you know you let let riff into the on the same investigation that you're proceeding with uh riff you take a look at this you're making some drawings of what this looks like some of the runes that were already on here uh the three rings you get not the a kind of magic that's being used, but the skeleton of what this might be used for. Um, mm. It looks like there's a central ring to cause some amount of levitation. There's a ring just outside of that, which infuses something. And then a ring just outside of that, that... Uh, what would it be that that joins two things hmm. levitation infusion and joining mm-hmm. oh i didn't say any of that out loud never mind i'm i'm just uh i'm sleuthing hmm walking around uh, does this look like any of the other stuff that I've uh, taken etchings from, from like the other places, or did I... yeah, you're you're trying to use some of the stuff, the information you've gained from that, um, to try and ascribe some amount of sense to what you're seeing here. You kind of you you've learned some of the letters, and you're trying to form those into janky words at this point. Okay, so after sort of like flipping through my notebook and like walking around and sleuthing. Then I will say out loud to Mr. Ball uh, everything you just said. Hmm. So, levitation, infusion, mm-hmm. and joining. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. To me, it reads it's like uh, you got these two things, but then you have to have the third one in order to make the other two things work. But I don't but know. But we have levitation occurring with the. Uh, liquid upstairs or on the platform. Uh-huh. So that seems to be active. Right. What could the infusion be related to? I don't know. I don't... Uh, I, I would say that you assume most likely it's the thing that's levitating. Okay. Uh, may, uh, 
the thing that's levitating, maybe? That's my best guess. Well, the way I create magic is through infusion. So Mm -hmm. perhaps if I put something that is infused with my magic into that levitating liquid, it could have a reaction. What do you think of trying that? It's your magic, bud. You can do whatever you want. I'm going to stand back, though, just in case. And I'm going to take notes. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm you know, in case ahead. it blows up. You know, uh, you know, I'm the Shadow Monk of the Age. Who knows when I'll come around again? I'll go ahead and climb back up on the platform, and I'll uh, take a gold coin out of my pocket. And I will uh, infuse it with my magic and say uh, the, the magic tinkering that I use um, mm-hmm. right on the coin. Uh, tell me your secrets, machine. And uh, I'll flip it into the liquid and have it activate. Heroically, Mr. Ball takes out a golden coin, infusing it with his magic, and casually flips it into the floating orb of liquid. What happens next? Dot, dot, dot. Uh, what, what is what is the effect of the magic? Um, it's my magic tinkering that uh, creates like a sound out of the inanimate object. Uh, so you're having to make a sound. Yeah, it's gotcha. saying, tell me your secrets. Gotcha. Um, yeah, you flick the coin, it goes up in the air, flips a couple of times, and as it kind of passes through, it begins to say, tell me your secrets, and then falls on the platform below. It's kind of um, with bated oh, breath, you... nothing happens. <laughs> the clink clank oh. of the coin is heard throughout the desert. Ball, and that's when I. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it appears that you are trying to do science. I think uh, maybe we should bring in Wolf? one of our chief scientists, uh, Mr. Wolf, <laughs> um, because I think he was investigating the cage, and you seem to be on something else. Could it be uh, possible that the cage should be involved in whatever it is you're doing? Oh, I, I don't know. Um, Here. I'm happy, happy to check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, get uh, this cage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm infused with magic. <laughs> um, can, Mr. Ball, can we put you in this cage here and put you on the... Uh, I really hate putting myself in these kinds of situations. It's not the first time, you guys. Well, Well, I've kind of brought it on myself in the past. Okay, I'll sit down. All right. To be (laughs) fair, you wanted to investigate it, so... Remember, I was a sheep once. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Paul, so you you go ahead and uh, get inside of this this, uh, small silver cage... You can kind of pull the thing down. You feel the same thing. It's kind of a seat. You see some odd bits of machinery um, inside of it. You go to play with them. Not much happens as you do. It seems this is inert, if it is magical at all. Can I turn the knob or whatever? You said there was some sort of um, like gauge on it or something? There's some levers on the inside of it, but oh. as you try and give it some movement... Uh, you don't. It doesn't. It doesn't want to move. Okay. Well, did did we shut the actual latch to the cage? Yeah. Did we lock him in? You kind of shut that cage down. You hear this locking sound. Good. Um. <laughs> and and ball Good. inside of there, you just hear 
just a low hum. Just a. We take his bag uh, of holding kind of and take out. off. <laughs> um, but sounds like some something magical. Can we maneuver it onto the ruins? Yeah, give me a, a strength check. Cool. Uh, I can. I'll, I'll help. Please. Yeah, right, I have it. It. If you two want to go, uh, go ahead and give me a strength check, please. <laughs> He's back. Yep, <laughs> that's an eight. Eight. Okay. Please, uh, Mr. Wolf. I got a nineteen. There we 19. go. Uh, yeah, easy enough. This is um, a metal machine, but it appears pretty light. Uh, you can kind of get it over and propped up you know, where you need to, and, and as you're trying to, like, turn it past one of these claws, you see that uh, odd silvery liquid that's hovering in the center, kind of like like a ferrofluid, fluid, just kind of pulls towards this this odd cage. As you get it a little closer, it gets closer to it. You push it all the way. You guys keep going? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I look at Wolf and shrug my yeah. shoulders wolf, wolf is more responsible for it getting pushed forward so yeah um, scientists gotta do what scientists gotta do that's yeah. right uh ball you you see yourself getting pushed closer to this uh thing and you, that levitation that magnetic kind of force begins to lift up and just lurches you forward into this liquid as the liquid comes towards and covers the entire shell of this thing leaving open a viewing area right in front of you and the whole thing begins to spark with energy. And those odd bits of machinery inside uh, have got a bit of play to them. And you kind of fiddle around with them a little bit. Go ahead and give me an intelligence check. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead and add your proficiency since you are an artificer. Riff is taking all of this down. <laughs> yeah. She like she drew the circle symbols or whatever. And then and then she's yeah, she's she is dictating kind of like all of this in her journal or whatever. That's 19. Hell 19, yeah. okay. Uh, you get a good sense for how this might work. You've been in magical vehicles before, mechanical vehicles before. Um, this has got a bit of levitation uh, to it, and you've got kind of uh, two things you can grab on either side. There's an array of buttons and levers in front of you. You're not sure what they do, but you think that these two kind of um, arm or hand hand maneuvering uh, gadgets are going to give you some amount of force to maneuver this thing. I want to pull them all the way back. You pull them all the way back and you <laughs> shoot backwards, uh, knocking Wolf and Scory down and you are 50 feet behind you before you're able to kind of get them back in place. Does and you like see as, as you stop uh, that liquid kind of goes back and then comes back forward in this odd movement of you know like like if you have water in a box or something you you, you know push it and it just goes Woof. uh all right uh everybody what do you think about this ow did we just figure out how to get a ship essentially <laughs> yeah do we have a ufo I mean, that's what it looks like. You guys see, it's just this round silver object uh, from your point of view. Fucking flight of the navigator. on the outside with these flecks of pink and purple and green. 
in there. I am the greatest scientist alive. <laughs> well, the it it seems to slosh around a bit, and uh, the the liquid doesn't seem to completely be filling it. Uh, I have more of that liquid in my jug. Uh, I I think others of you have have grabbed some of it as well. Maybe if we add more to it, uh, it'll make it more stable. I don't know. Uh, how? How how much weight you think this thing can handle? And I tried to jump on. You tried to jump onto it? Yeah. Uh, go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, no. Riff writes in her like... journal on this day, <laughs> Mr. Wolf created flight. <laughs> <laughs> Through science. Uh, that is a strong 12. 12. <laughs> Uh, you go to you go to jump onto it and kind of grab, and it is it's not slimy, but it is slippery, and you just fall off the other side. Mm. Like you had a good placement, you were you were grabbing onto something, you were sure of it, You're, it was going to hold your weight, but it just it just knocks you off like nothing. I stand up, dust myself off, pretend like nothing happened. I want to get kind of a feel for the controls, like just kind of slowly nudge it on the right side, slowly nudge it on the left side. Just yeah. kind of see how it handles. And I want to try to like land it on the ground. Okay. Go ahead and give me an intelligence check. This is just a straight intelligence check. Okay. If you're proficient in uh, vehicles, I can, I'll give you your proficiency. That's going to be 20. 20. Uh, yeah, you, you get a good sense for how this thing flies. Um, and you go to land it, you kind of, or, or you go to like, do kind of a, a loop, um, try and figure out kind of what axis you can exploit and you can kind of go up, you do a little barrel roll and come back down, uh, and land what you get from it though. You kind of were trying to go in and do like a you know, 20 feet out, 50 feet up, 20 feet, 40 feet back, kind of little loop. Uh, you go up 200 feet in an instant and then back down. This thing has got a lot of giddy up on it, and it is hard to fine tune how much that you can get. It is powerful, but it is it is unpredictable, unpredictable in, in, in how much power you're able to ease onto it. Uh, but I am able to land it. And you land it into the uh, sand. Absolutely. Well, it uh, seems we have a new horse. Go ahead and hitch that one to the wagons. Um, I'll go ahead and <laughs> pull back. I'll go ahead and pull back the, uh, the, the, the head positioner thing and see what happens. The cage the head positioner, yeah, the, the, yeah, the cage. cage that goes over your head. Oh, the the gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. The the lid for it. Yeah, you you go to push up on that, and as you do, the liquid all starts to flow back. As you push it up all the way to the top, it goes back behind you, and you kind of get out, and you see pulsing behind it. It has kept that liquid in a cavity inside of it. Looks this like this so platform cool. is just to charge it up if it has been fully depleted. Can, uh, 
Yeah, I want to call everybody over. Like, guys, uh, come here, come here. This is this is really cool. Uh, we should uh, take this with us. It could come in handy, having a flying device that I have created. I've I've kind of figured out some of the controls to it. It's very, very touchy. We saw. Uh, yeah, maybe 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 if someone has experience uh, handling these kinds of things, I I, I did okay with it, but. Uh, I think, think anyone has experience handling this. This is yeah, technology no, this none is of us have ever seen. Far beyond anything I've well, I've seen flying machines that use but magic yeah. in the past, but nothing like this. This is far beyond what I've used. If it's anything like a boat, I might might be able to help, but it doesn't seem to be. Mr. Telbrook, can't that. you tell? It is exactly like a boat. I'm rather <laughs> impressed it took you this long to speak up about it. I mean. Really, it this looks... is the first thing you're going to say in like 20 minutes? <laughs> you didn't know that was a boat. <laughs> well, I, I feel like it has like some kind of charging capacity. I'm going to uh, go ahead and, and release the rest of the, 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 the silvery magic liquid uh, into it from my jug. Uh, it's a large jug, Colorossi, if you remember. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> Carlo Rossi. I'll go ahead and do the math uh, at, a, at a point in the future. Um, some testing of, of flying this will give you, you know, your your jugs per. How feet. many Carlo Rossi's? <laughs> you know, how many Carlo Rossi's per mile? Well, it all depends on who's in the White House. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what do you guys do? You've got an odd machine. Uh, is there the space for anyone to ride inside of it, or looks like it's just a single occupant, a single pilot? Well, I don't think we can leave this behind. It's way too interesting to leave behind. Well, how heavy is it? I mean, if it flies, can it float? Can we hitch it to the back of the wagon? You all got some of this magic liquid too, right? I mean, you could just add it to it, and and we could just get it all the way there. Now, Mister Ball. I may not be a scientific man, but I know that if we add things to it, it's going to make it heavier. <laughs> so I'm asking you. How well, you have the fuel to to weight ratio to deal with too. Can we just put it on the back of one of the carts and get going? That's what I'm wondering. Is it, can we like hitch it up <laughs> on the wagon there? Yeah, there's a fair amount of uh, room in the second or the third cart that you've acquired. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's do yeah, that. I'm gonna into there. I'm gonna pick it up and, and put it in the cart. Yeah, easy it's enough. Light enough for your hand to pick up? Uh, to, to kind of get it for me. in there. Uh, yeah, you can you can move it probably by yourself at least you know a few hundred feet. Um, it's heavy but lighter than if it was made of steel. Uh, you get it in the back of the cart. It kind of pokes out a little bit. There's just this nose, this silvery nose that pokes out of the yeah. the curtains in the back. Um, All right, straps it down and let's, let's giddy up, boys. You guys head off off the trail using the uh, map that you had before. Um, I'm so glad we investigated that. Yeah, I didn't thought you weren't going to investigate it, so I was like, you know, we'll leave that for someone else. You guys, uh, if if this is what we found at these ruins, I swear to God, it, if you say it possible, rock, I swear to God, I swear. I, I'm just saying it's well, possible to God. 
I knew it. As soon as as soon as Milo was like, "Oh, I'm glad we investigated this," I was like, "You <laughs> son of a bitch, Milo! <laughs> you son of a bitch! Why would you say that?" Okay, because uh, instantly Caleb's gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> "Yeah, well, Mr. Silverman is right. This would make an excellent execution device, should it be necessary." <laughs> Why is Arthur so murderous now? I just—he has the rock thing. I have the execution thing. I was just trying to like steal it from him. Okay, yeah, yeah. You want a thing? I get it. Okay. <laughs> All right, fine. All right, if it'll shut you up, do we want to pass? If we pass by it, we want to stop the stupid floating rock. Hey, have y'all ever seen that floating rock before? That is mighty interesting. Well, we do seem to be on another path. Boring. Uh, established earlier. Uh, Oh yeah, that's right. So, mm-hmm. uh, looks like we won't be able to go by that floating rock. Maybe oh, we'll no. roll it again. <laughs> Maybe we'll roll it again. Uh, we'll get another floating rock. I'm so <laughs> bummed by this. <laughs> I'm so upset. Yeah, and I just take off. Yeah, all right. You guys are go. you guys are on your way. Um, you go through the little underground passage to get uh, to the open open desert. You make camp for the night. Uh, easy enough. If there's anything you, anything you want to do, go ahead and, and let me know. Otherwise, we'll proceed to the next day. Uh, you know I, I've got stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. I have something that might just take a minute. Okay. I would like to cast uh, Find Familiar and bring in my sweet-ass Invisible Imp. All, All right. right. You made, a, made a decision, have you? I did. An All imp, right. Huh? Yeah, so, you uh, you kind of are looking, looking into the night and... and well, let's just say that this imp finds you. Uh, there we go. As you, as you take, Sexy. as you kind of take this level, um, and uh, you see, you see, yeah, just some something flying in the night. Uh, you think it's a dragon flying off in the distance, as it kind of like curves in. You kind of are like going to wake somebody because of it. But then you see these odd eyes that look at you, and they're these just little gold bronze colored eyes. And it gives you this sense of fun and curiosity. And as it gets closer to you, it's this odd kind of, uh, you know, clay-skinned um, imp. It kind of yeah. walks up walks up to you and gives you a little, little you know, piece of parchment. You grab take it, it. You read it. <laughs> and it's uh, from... Adrian. Ah, there says, we go. Thought this might be of some use to you. He uh, owes me a number of favors, and I thought perhaps those favors can be uh, yours to take. <laughs> Play nice. Well, Mr. M, pleasure to make your acquaintance. Brian Sharkin. Absolutely. I couldn't have said a bit of myself. Sharkin. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. A man of philosophy, I see. That's interesting. We all have a lot to catch up on over the days. <laughs> Sounds like your imp is drunk. <laughs> Imps do love alcohol, and they carry a potent poison oh. in the body that sometimes oh, can seem canon? to uh, exhibit itself as an intoxicant. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, you've got yourself a little imp familiar. Hell yes. Oh, yes. Uh, anyone else, uh, or should we do ball? I'll just do my actually. Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is your guys. 
time. If you got something, tell me. No, I don't have anything. Of course, I don't okay. have anything. I would have been. Uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, if it's the next morning, obviously I do my ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And yeah. When when we've got uh, a new morning, that night. Write down the ritual. Um, I want to gather up everybody. Um, and it's a small camp. In a small camp, you know, there's like twelve of us or something. Uh, besides prisoners. Um, all right. So we've got this magical bag. I really want to start using it for stuff, but I don't feel comfortable reaching into it myself. Uh, this is this is a problem I have. Uh, the unknown can be kind of frightening. Uh, I like to explore it, but if I know that there's dangers present, I'd rather have someone else do it. We need to turn this bag of holding inside out. Is there anyone that wants to reach in there and expose its goodies? I'll yeah. do it just so we can get this over with. Oh, yeah, I'll do it. It sounds like a really awesome. Actually, it sounds like me too. Are scared of doing it? It <laughs> sounds like you're the only one who's scared of doing this. Why don't well, all of us put our hand in at the same time? Yeah, like the three musketeers. Or, like the guardians. Or one of the at a time. Or one at a time. I just That's hold stupid. the bag out. Whoever grabs it grabs it. I'll grab it. Grab it. All right. The rest of the group begins fighting over who's going to pull the bag open. Uh, Mr. Wolf grabs it, and then I grab it, but he lifts me up, so I'm dangling from it. I'm like, ah! I'll let let Riff have it. I'll let Riff have it. Um, No, I I don't think anyone knows who actually pulls pulls it. There's too many hands going on. (laughs) Um, You pull it open, and this just of items uh, uh, begins to come out. Uh, These three scrolls pop out and land in the sand. A uh, number of bags of gold fall onto the sand. Um, there up. is a uh, book that shoots out and falls in. Ooh. And then like a, a round metal object kind of comes out and lands uh, in the center. Um, I'm going to go ahead and roll a D6. That's three. Uh, you have uh, three seconds before this explodes. Um Everyone give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, boy. Yeah. Can I just disappear? Yeah. Can I jump into the shadows? Jump into the shadows in in what way? Well, using shadow step, I just walk right into the shadows, and then I can pop out somewhere else within 60 feet. Gotcha. Yeah. Shadow step. Wow. Cool, guys. And and I got a natural 20. And I'm going to miss. You were standing far away, so you're you're good, ball. I'm going to miss these steps. Away. Step. Okay. Wow. Cool. <laughs> everyone, everyone had a cool. I have to do an athletic flip. Okay. Yeah. Where is everyone? Yeah. Everyone uh, just goes. Like... Oh wait, my magic disappeary stuffy. <laughs> uh, wolf. Wolf. You're the only one standing there. Give me. <laughs> I a got a nat twenty. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. So this. You blind the bag with your. <laughs> with your axe. <laughs> It, the the ball this this ball goes you know into the into the ground and you kind of just pick it up and you're like there's a bomb and you chuck it <laughs> and it just goes and you see before it hits the ground <laughs> explodes yeah. sweet and from the from Gordon's cart you just hear at least one person just laughing their head off but muffled. <laughs> Uh, but that's all that's in there, uh, and you have a bag of holding. Gather up the book. I want to. Ah, fuck you! I wanted the book. <laughs> I pop I mean, out of the shadows and steal the book and disappear back in the shadows. 
<laughs> I would say easy enough to do. Uh, Riff is going to be able to get to the book uh, before you ball because yes. you were keeping some distance away from this whole endeavor. Uh, what do you think? Uh, split the gold evenly, I assume. Well, yeah. we have other traveling companions too. I mean, we can't leave them out necessarily. Sure, we can. There, there are others. We're, we're the main group. Yeah, you. <laughs> but they're all we're the main characters of our story. Craig and Gallandale uh, get a a salary uh, set to them. If you want to have, you know, that salary increased, you can do that. But if you want to just keep the gold amongst yourselves, that's fine. Yeah, like I, uh, I assume that like Riff kind of like pays for Gallandale, like as you know, if stuff comes up or whatever. Uh, yeah, no, actually, Willem takes care of the the salary for. Oh, okay. For all these these extra people, there's a bunch of people back at the chateau uh, that's on staff as well. Oh, but um, the soldiers! How... I mean, we have soldiers with us as oh, well. Oh, the, the mean, ones should... that we that's rescued. Really share our gold wanna... with them. How they much, should be uh, so lucky to still be alive. So, so uh, how, how much gold in total w- would be divvied up between the five of us? I think three hundred apiece. It is fifteen hundred. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes! so three hundred gold apiece. Yeah. Okay. And... Sweet. What is the likelihood nice. that Alphonse uh, does not throw mutiny on the way back, knowing that we've taken his gold? Let him. I'd love to end his no, life. I, I I would love that if you did that too, Riff. Um, can I look at the contracts that he said were kind of done? Uh, I want to yeah. look at those as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll if you guys want to go ahead and give me an investigation check on those, Riff cool. Riff hops work up on, on our car. The scoring. Yeah, let's do. I'm, uh, I'm quite good at reading contracts. Okay, I will aid you, then, my friend. I'll hold it for you. Riff hops up on our cart and starts reading that book. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me an investigation check as well, and we'll do yours next. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You you take a look at these contracts. Um, yeah, you find the names of the soldiers, uh, the companies that they uh, were working for. You can get that information to whoever you you see fit. Uh, these contracts were issued uh, to soldiers of Usama. One of them, I believe, was issued to a mercenary company, not the ones that you have captured. Um, they are shown as complete, but with that investigation check, you know that that's been falsified. There's been a illusionary script that's been cast upon this. Oh, shit. Uh, and pretty good, uh, actually. The, the, the spell work on this is really nice. Um, to do have it show that the contract has been completed, uh, but obviously it's not. I share that with Scory. Yeah, interesting. And uh, just out of curiosity, Scory pulls his mask down to see the illusion glow. To uh, confirm. Yep. yep, yep. You see, you see illusion magic uh, on the uh, on the on the contracts here. Interesting. With that absolutely amazing uh unbelievable role uh do i know where these contracts take place and whether or not they would be within like on our way back to the outpost um it is two so two of them are scouting uh so you specific locations you'd have to go find those locations um you're not entirely sure where they are most likely whoever had the uh original contract had the information on how to get there um, the third one is for uh, defeating Warforged, uh, which you've done, but not while you're in possession of this contract. So it doesn't look like it 
caught. You may be able to get some money off of it, you know, if you negotiate that with the taskmasters. Okay, or task cool. mint. Taskmasters. Task assigners. Um, Assignment no. taskers. That's what they are called. Taskmasters. I like that. <laughs> no. Task boys. Taskmasters <laughs> like a Marvel villain. The task it's boys. The assignment maskers. Masters. We're the task boys. Uh, sorry. Uh, Riff, you are looking through this collection of notes, this book. Mm-hmm. What's the investigation check you got? Oh, I got a 17. 17. Um, you take a look. A lot of it is in uh, Elvish, uh, a real old form of Elvish, similar to Druidic and Sylvan. Um, but after going through a couple of pages, a number of things are recognizable. And you start pulling out your own notes and kind of cross-referencing them. Mm-hmm. And there are there's at least three pages of this that have been pulled out. Like this is just a collection of pages pulled from other books. This isn't a book itself. Okay. Um, there's three pages from like books that you've pulled pages from, notes that you've taken down. Okay. Uh, regarding the the stuff that you've been searching for, or what what initially brought you uh, to Usama, and as you're as you're getting through, you're seeing these odd scrawled notes in the margins, and you realize this is your uncle's book. This is his journal. These are the notes that you, 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 you turn another page and you see like, this was from a letter that you was, was that you, you took from him. Mm. Okay. Oh, damn. That's crazy. And and you're just kind of madly, madly like searching through, trying to find what you can. And a lot of it is, just mad writings mm-hmm. but the stuff that you have solidified is the same stuff in here those like three pages and it all deals with temples to a forgotten god is always the term that's used um, okay temples to a forgotten god in a city lost to time and the notes are trying to find those temples it's it's descriptions of where they are, where they are in re- regards to different uh, landmarks, um, and you get a sense that a lot of those landmarks could be here in the wastes. Wow, oh, that's awesome. Okay, uh, do any of the landmarks, based off of their description or anything like that, uh, anything that I may have just casually seen, like like oh, this fucking thing says there's a bouncing rock. Fuck, now we got to go to the bouncing <laughs> rock. Um. Go ahead and give me a survival or a nature check. You got it. To try and co- correlate those things to, to things that you've already seen. Crit foul. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah, no, nothing nothing peeks out at you. Um, <laughs> though you do think maybe there is something next to that bouncing rock. You know? Oh, God, maybe. Oh, no. Yeah, I have a brief moment. I'm like, well, you know... Scory did. It is interesting. <laughs> God damn. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what you're able to cool. glean is is some some odd notes about temples to a forgotten god. Okay, cool. I've got that. And okay. and and when you said it was like the thing that I came to town for, are you talking about the treasure of Aether? Yes. Nice. Cool. Yeah. And the notes that you had gotten was was a specific temple here in the wastes you were trying to find, and you've got some notes that's right. That I forgot um, about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Somewhere in the wastes, yeah. There's a there's a temple that that you're trying to trying to decipher where it is. Hmm. But this is this is a place that is hard to find uh, what you're looking for. Yeah. That's why we got that cool map. All right. Yeah. That's cool. I'm gonna be like cross-referencing and doing as much stuff as possible. Uh, okay. The rest yeah. of the time I'm awake until everyone decides to go to sleep. Easy enough. Uh, anything else before the end of the night, guys? Uh, not a thing. Not for me. Uh, I had I something. I don't have anything. Just give me right. 20 seconds. Um, I guess I'll have my new imp, who I'm still thinking of a name for. I don't know what good imp names are. Um, but anyway, I feel like I'll be like, bro, keep an eye on the place. What if you call him Bobo sleep. Blast? <laughs> Bobo Bo Blaster Bobo. Hobo Blaster. <laughs> Thanks, bro. See, I he likes it. <laughs> I will go ahead and stuff the bag of holding back in place, and I'll put all of the 2,500 gold worth of compo- magical components into it. And yeah, yeah. All the you can open the boxes up, and the loose components you're able to stuff in there very easily. And I'll put my uh, my tools, my personal tools, into it, uh, excluding my calligraphy tools, of course. He doesn't uh, get mine because mine's still on my cart, and that's where I am. That's so he right, would, yeah, there was he one, would have to ask for mine, and I would tell him on the no. other cart. So I put two thousand gold worth there of go. components. Uh, yeah, it's in. Okay, you guys oh, have. I a, also uh, need to talk to Ball. <laughs> you are Ball. I mean Jane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is who you yeah. currently uh, are. Four beers, Jeep. Okay, I mean, if, be, yeah, if you want to talk to Ball, you do that on your own time. If, if you know, <laughs> uh, I haven't uh, yeah, checked James in. there. Yeah, I haven't checked in with uh, uh, what is it called? Where am I from? Stormingrad. <laughs> yeah, I haven't checked in with Emmett for a while. See if I have any, uh, you know, emails that haven't been read in like six days or something or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you kind of you manipulate the um, uh, machinery of of chain. Um, you kind of open up the uh, like you reset the jailbreak that you did to him, um, so you can access the the Sorengrad, uh College, um, and like fifteen audio messages begin playing <laughs> all at the same time. Um, you kind of like twist one of the things, and you try and like identify one of them, and it's uh, one of the one of the professors says, "I've heard you made it to Professor Tiernan. Please assist him in all matters that he needs. Relations with Usama must be kept at a uh, high level now that they've defeated their enemy. Find out what it is in those wastes. We have been getting odd reports." And that's the only one that you're able to kind of zero in on before they're all just evaporated into arcane magics. Uh, I, I tell Chain, I'm like, all right, we need to remember to keep up on these things. Uh, there could have been something lost in there that I really needed to deal with. But uh, if you could report back to them for me, uh, just what we found here, especially this strange silver liquid that seems to have an effect on us. Uh, uh, and also ask them what would be the regulations regarding sharing aura with uh, the people of Usama uh, when they request it. 
Mm. That's cool. Aura trading protocols. All right. They might get back to you about that. They might remember. Uh, okay. Do, do, do. Uh, all right. So you guys go to sleep. You having a restful night? I hope I so. Hope so. I, will I, have, okay. I will have uh, cast alarm, of course, before. On your cart. Yeah, just, I'm assuming we kind of all park them close. So, you know, just like. It's yeah, like you do kind of like a, a, in, in a, a circle around radius, the fire. Yeah. 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 Wagon train style. Yeah. I'd like okay. I'd, I'd like my imp to, you know, be invisible and definitely keep an eye on the prisoners. Got you. Just post them up there. Yeah. Easy enough to do. Mr. Impy. Um, but yeah, you guys get a restful night's sleep. Easy enough to do. Uh, you wake up the next morning um, using the uh, little topological compass. Um, you grab it in the morning and it doesn't seem to be working. Our topographic map, our disk, seems to be malfunctioning. That's well, well everything else seems to work on this magic silver liquid. Does anyone have any that can power it? I used all mine on that spacecraft thing that we. But formed. can't you make more? Not of that material, no. I would like to save some of my liquid for Florian when we put his head inside of a warforged and bring him to life and grant him a new existence. I'll take like a dab off of the top and then <laughs> rub dab. it on rub it on the the mat to see if it does anything. Yeah, uh seems like it takes about <laughs> an take ounce of liquid to power this. Okay. Um, so yeah, it doesn't take as much as as that vehicle, but it does need a bit of this silvery liquid to to be powered. Um, but once it gets that, it forms in a center and it begins animating the dust and sand from around and it gives you the same uh, thing. So if we want to get a, another uh, I got it. investigation check oh. and uh, Crab will do the survival. I don't want to investigate. I'm bad at that. I'm on it. You, do you need another D100 roll? That's what I was no. thinking. No. Uh, if you succeed, and on I'll this, give you guidance, Milo. Uh, oh. I got a 24. 24. You compensate for Crag. Uh, Crag seems to be just. he. Maybe, maybe it's that you're taking over the uh, tracking for this. Um, he's just not wanting to help, it seems. Uh, kind of disheartened. Yeah. Yeah. He just says, you know, I, you just tell me where to go and I'll go there, okay? You know, if I'm not going to be looking at the land, then whatever. Just. I'll tell the horses where to go. Um, they rolled a natural one on the survival. He's uh, really upset. I try to console him the best a Warforge can. Yeah, yeah, it does. It doesn't seem to take real well, but he does. He does. You know, he does his work just fine. Um, and you're you're able to make quite a bit of uh, a distance. You are probably a single day's ride away from the. Uh, outpost by the end of the day taking these shortcuts that are are shown to you on the on the map is easy to traverse this terrain you're not having to make this odd snake like path that you were before um 
it being about a day away, you'll probably get there tomorrow, uh, either tonight or in the morning, you would be close to a rock that floats. So as a group, what are you deciding? If you're going to go take a look at that, or are you going to go straight to... Execution grounds are near outpost. <clears throat> Time to put the prisoners under the rock one by one. Listen, uh, here, here's here's my pitch. We got a we got a UFO at the last one. Okay. Yeah, that is that is true. Why didn't you mention this the first time the floating rock was around? Oh, we could get a UFO. Sure, let's go check it out. I'm yeah, uh, done. <laughs> Riff is more inclined because as she's been traveling, she's been sort of like making her own map, like she's mapping the terrain and she's kind of like like basically from where they were where they got the UFO to like and she's been sort of doing this ever since uh you know uh she's she found that uh, when they looked at the book and stuff she's like oh I should be mapping out this terrain to cuz she'd completely forgotten about the whole thing of coming out here to like look for the treasure of Aether so now it's like sort of like a landmark thing that she's trying to kind of put together okay so, uh, so her, so her thing, uh, sorry, that was for Alex. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, if we're going to do a hand raise on, if we should go see the bouncing rock, everyone raise your hand. Three, two, one. Looks Holy. Like we're, wow. <laughs> looks like we're yeah. going towards the bouncing rock. Wolfpack. Definitely. <laughs> after getting the UFO, it's like, how can you not check out the yeah. bouncing rock? The bouncing Definitely rock after. is an anti UFO thing and it just breaks <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. It just <laughs> sucks. Sorry. It's like, no, what's magically pulling this thing under the rock? And the rock just starts smashing. <laughs> Throw Scory in with the other prisoners. God dear. Oh, but that would be cool because we could put somebody in the cockpit of it, one of the prisoners. And as it slowly gets dragged under there, we could make them divulge their secrets. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, let's go to the rock. Yeah, first we got to get there, guys. Uh, All right. Um, do you guys want to camp for the night, or do you want to go try and find it in the in the darkness? I I'm can't just, sleep. I'm too excited. I'm just <laughs> trying to imagine this bouncing rock, rock on the topographic disc, <laughs> like what it would look like. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, let, I mean, we can just go straight there. Yeah, okay. I mean, no yeah, one. Craig, Craig says, "Oh yeah, I remember where it is. Well, I can get you there in like an hour. Oh, Don't worry about it." Son of a bitch is gonna get us lost. <laughs> His pride. Is I, I want to help him. <laughs> you, you kind of keep an eye on on his where he's going and look at the 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 little map. Um, he seems to be going the right direction, uh, as far as you remember it being. Uh, you're getting closer to the outposts, and you're you're coming up. You know, after about an hour, you're coming up on this. Ridge. And what what what's the what time are we at? Uh, oh, I don't know. He got up and left. Got <laughs> up and left. It's got to be pretty close. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty close. We started around close. eight. That's right. Okay, cool. Um. So yeah, you come up. You come up on on this ridge, and a few hundred feet away, you begin noticing that there's something different from before. You know, you know the you know the rock is just past there, and ever so often you see it raise up and come down. But there's smoke from campfires, and as you get closer, on top of it, beyond the hill, oh. so that you're kind of cresting up this hill, and there's this smoke from campfires. And as you're kind of getting closer, you can hear chatter. You can hear people talking. It's a tourist um, destination. 
you hear uh, some like kind of clanging, some metal on metal. Oh, shit. Um, do you want to bring all of the carts up? Do you want to go in on foot? Do you want to send the imp? We in? should send in the imp. Send the imp. You guys are. You guys want to get a, a sneak peek on it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I can so you, communicate telepathically. Well, I can also. Like yeah, that, and then also I'm very, very stealthy. So if we want to park the, we don't want to like you know park on the on the let's, crest. I can yeah, like, let's, like let's uh, park over. behind the yeah the the ridge and then Correct. let's proceed. Honestly, on we're so close. We could just send the Usama guys and the prisoners into. Yeah, but then. The, yeah. Yeah, but what if yeah. they escape? Yeah, and if it's bad, then it's like we we made more enemies. And so. what if it's their friends? Yeah. What if I have to go murder their entire. <laughs> with my imp, oh, you know. With my imp. I gotta <laughs> imp guys, them. You guys all want to just park the carts and kind of stealth up there? Yeah, I'll do a stealth check. Uh, I'll totally do that. Yeah. Whoever wants to stealth up to the to the top there, go ahead. The lap check. I'm gonna Rhett. stay down for sure. Yeah, I'm sending yeah. my invisible flying imp. Yeah. Brett, <laughs> they'll have to taste your imp hand. <laughs> oh, get it! Oh, god, that's so good. That's that's really good. Damn it! <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn into a giant elk and that's get closer. Elk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Easy enough to do. You know yeah. those those desert elks that everyone's been talking about. <laughs> I've yeah. got a hump. It's got a hump on the back. Uh, yeah. Easy enough to have a hump. I I, I did a say, twenty-four. ain't easy, man. <laughs> I got it. Okay. One one was good. One was I, I liked it. Uh, I, I got a 24 <laughs> for stealth. 24. Yeah. Who else is going up? The elk. Elk? What is stealth I'm not for me? Stealthing. Okay. I'm not stealthing. Wait, does the elk need a stealth? I mean, if you want to do it stealthfully, yeah. I if guess you don't I want do. to do it stealthfully, yeah. then just let me know and I'll consider that when I make decisions. It'll be a hunting party and the elk will be killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, as an elk, I got an 11. An 11. Okay. Um, oh, I guess I guess my imp can roll if the imp wants to be stealthy. He's got stats. Is, does he have advantage for being invisible? Uh, yes. We'll give him advantage. Okay. All right. Um, I guess that's a uh, twenty. Twenty. Okay. Out of five, twenty. Uh, so yeah, you all begin kind of cresting uh the hill, uh, and as you get to the top, you look down and you see a small camp has been set up. Uh, around where this uh, giant boulder uh, is, and you see uh, it kind of it's it's in the air as you as you get up, and it comes down, and you hear this clink sound as it comes down and hits onto something below. Uh, as you get a little more height, you see there's this massive like metal structure that it's hitting into. And you get a good look at it. It's probably like 60 to 80 feet long. And it resembles a humanoid in form. And this rock is being levitated away from the chest area. And then slams back down on it. And it clinks some massive crystal structure underneath. And you see just above that where maybe a head might be is just this blown out cavity with odd bits of metal and... It's a giant robot. It's a giant robot. And I think that is where we're going to be for today's episode. Thank you all for joining us around the proverbial (laughs) podcast table. I've been your DM, Alex. With me has been... Dash is Thrakis. Bentley Michaels is Raphirian Nightmeadow. Red is Arthur. Caleb is Scory Telbrun. And Milo is Bull. 
grab your swords and keep on adventuring. Follow us across all platforms with Chaotic Amateurs. Please subscribe, rate, and review our show on your podcast app of choice to help us climb the charts and find new adventurers. Or become a patron on Patreon to help our heroes continue their quest. Thank you for listening to Chaotic Amateurs. Chaotic Amateurs.